Welcome back to the Beerly Football Podcast. It's about football, but Beerly. I am your host, Zachary Smith, and of course, joined with me as always is Trevor Scott and Carrie Dempsey. How are we doing tonight, fellas? Uh, as I said last week, it's a good week when you get to see a running back throw for 316 yards. So it must be a great week because we had a running back throw for 442, four touchdowns. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm happy for you, buddy. How are you feeling, Kerry? I'm good. We didn't lose the Texans. That's all that matters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Davis Mills is a, a, a MVP candidate now. But, yeah, it sounds like uh, Bill he's, Belichick had his hands He's Jameis Winston 2.0. He went from Nathan <laughs> Peterman last week to Tom Brady this week, so... Okay, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's calm down. Let's calm down with those comparisons. All hey, right. it was the best best rookie performance against Bill Belichick, with the exception of Deshaun Watson. <laughs> but then last week, he was absolutely horrible, so who knows? What we're saying is Davis Mills don't don't have any expectations for him because they'll probably be wrong. Just let him. Just let, let him, him be Davis you. Mills. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let so, his let his neck grow on to you. <laughs> okay. All right. So what we're gonna do now is just. Uh, oh wait. First off. It's a beer podcast. Come on, I'm sorry. Beerly football. It's beerly football. What are you guys drinking? And uh, I decided after last week, whole month of October, Sam Adams Oktoberfest, I got to enjoy it while I can. I'm, yeah. I'm going full month of October. Sounds good. Gary? I went with my basic Miller Lite. Nothing fancy. Just you going to say my basic milk. <laughs> oh, maybe next time. Can't go wrong with a nice cold glass of milk. Is it two, 2% two or whole? Is that what you normally drink? No, I, you got to go 2%. That's okay. the way to go. Okay. Alrighty, so uh, I, because Kerry brought up milk before, I went out and I found uh, some Dragon's Milk, which is a beer from New Holland Brewing Company. Uh, I'll read the little excerpt on the bottle. Throughout the ages, Dragon's Milk has been a term used to describe potent ales and elixirs worthy of celebration a reward at the end of a journey our signature stout carries on that tradition today roasted malt delivers notes of coffee and chocolate married with sweet undertones of vanilla and oak from a three-month stay in bourbon barrels to create a truly legendary blend of flavor so this is very alcoholic uh, I hope I'm able to, you know, be comprehensive at the end of it. It is eleven uh, <laughs> percent. Is the is the bottle shaped normally? Yeah, it's like a normal shaped bottle. It's got a cool logo though. It's like a dragon on here. But uh, okay, yeah. But uh, that's what I'm having tonight. And with that taken care of, what we're gonna do is jump straight into everything that happened last week. Trevor brought up something interesting in the opening. Lamar Jackson had a pretty good game. Um. Uh, and uh pretty good yeah it was pretty good pretty good <laughs> he almost lost to the colts but it was pretty good he he saved me in fantasy and <laughs> i am eternally grateful so that colts game was actually back. that colts game again i don't know if you remember last week in the pick'em that was my upset of the week and the colts had 
several chances to put that game away and just couldn't couldn't do it. They just couldn't couldn't fucking help me out. They're... <laughs> That's what happens when you have probably one of the worst, if not the worst, secondaries in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Sandejo, he should not be on an NFL team anymore. What are you doing? <laughs> he was far past his prime. Well, the thing that the thing that made me mad was the fact that I mean they couldn't make a freaking kick to save their lives in that game. Shout out to Mason Crosby and Evan McPherson, dude. <laughs> Speaking of not making kicks, five in a row. <laughs> that was incredible. I mean, at the end at of the game... At least Hot Rod was injured. What? Hot, Hot Rod was injured, so you can't blame him too much. <laughs> I blame him still. I'm I'm triggered. They missed a kick that would have given them, I think, was it a 12-point? No, not a 12-point, like an 11-point lead. And then they missed a kick at the end of the game that would have won the game. So I'm triggered because that was my upset of the week and it should have been an upset, but the Ravens are again like a field goal and a half away from being like <laughs> one in five. five. Every game, I think every game has been one score except for uh, one. Yeah. So, you know, there's the Lions game with the Tucker field goal. The Chiefs game went down to the wire. The Raiders game was the same thing. There's been a lot of close games this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm uh, I was, I was I want to say, huh? What'd you say? I want to say so far. Five a good games, there's so many MVP candidates right now. It's insane. Yeah, they really are. Lamar Lamar Jackson having a great year. Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady. Even like Aaron Rodgers in a normal season, he'd be a candidate, but this year, no. I mean, there's tons of guys having great years. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty hard to pick an MVP at the end. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, up until this past week, I'd probably put Derek Carr in that category too, but he didn't play well. (laughs) It's already time for the annual Raiders collapse. This week, this year, it only lasted three games in the. It only lasted three weeks instead and of eight. And they're losing their coach, so <laughs> they are. But will that hurt them? Um, I so here's the thing. I don't think John Gruden's a great coach, but anytime you deal with changes inside an organization, it causes a little bit of turmoil. So it, it's not going to be easy um, to be able to you know try and put out a team every week that's ready to win if you know they don't know what's going on essentially mm-hmm. and there's just too much change going on in that locker room for them to i think play consistently this year so that's definitely gonna hurt coming, them coming from a jags fan you, yeah. you definitely know what you're talking yeah, I about know. <laughs> yeah exactly like uh when uh your head coach says oh we didn't run the qb sneak at the half inch yard line because trevor lawrence isn't comfortable with it and then trevor lawrence five minutes later saying no, I'm comfortable running the QB sneak. We haven't done it in a game yet, but I'm fine doing it. That, you know, speaks volumes of the communication skills that is going on in that uh, Jaguars locker room. It's great. Or how about, once again, my favorite running back, Mr. James Robinson, had an excellent first half. Forget how many yards. It was, he had 100-plus in the first oh, half. Oh, dude, I don't even want to talk. I was so mad. He just decides, oh, I'm not going to use him again in the second half. What yeah. are you doing, Irvin? Yeah. That was... 
So here's the thing. So I'm in a $20 a week, uh, like, NFL pick'em thing. And I picked James Robinson this week because I was like, you know what? I They've been, you know, giving the ball more. And in the first half, he had, like, 22 points. I was like, heck yeah. He's going to go off. He's going to end up with, like, 35 to 40 points. You know what he ended up with? 25. I was like, I was so pissed. Yeah. They didn't do anything with him in the second half. It was annoying. Yeah, anyway, life as a Jags fan. Gruden, life is a Jags fan. If it's broke, don't fix it. <laughs> but that that Gruden contract was ended up being messed. Ten years, hundred bill came back to beat Tom Brady, and what did he do? Nine wins in, was nine wins as highest he got in this couple of years. I think so. Yeah, I think he's a little seven. outdated. I think long term, yeah. uh, just in terms of winning and getting your football team going in the right direction. I think this will be a good move long-term for the Raiders. I don't, I, I think they were at their cap with Gruden. Yeah. And I never really bought into him and Carr working together. They always seemed to be looking for a different quarterback in the off season. They kept staying with Carr, but it seemed like it was kind of uneasy between the two. But the and thing is, Derek Carr's a really good quarterback. Like he is a really good quarterback. I don't know why you would trade him or look a different way instead of just developing the team around him. Like, get yourself a defense. Get yourself an offensive line. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting rid of your best defensive player. Not a great... Up until he's two a... weeks ago, he was, like, one of the best in the league. Who? Derek Carr. He's yeah, playing he was like top three of... in MVP yeah. for the first few weeks. That's what but I'm this saying. is what happens to Raiders every year. They start strong and they fall off. Is out. Yeah. yeah. Cars a he's close to the top ten. I wouldn't put him in the top ten, but I think the Raiders just always think, oh, we're gonna go get one of these top QBs and move on from Carr. That's just a ridiculous and, ask if you if you ask me. I mean I don't have him in my top ten, the list I sent you earlier, but uh he's right there. Yeah, he's probably right. He's probably twelve or thirteen. Early teens, yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, Trevor, you brought up that uh, Packers-Bengals game. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, I actually watched that whole game. I wasn't watching Red Zone for the second window. But um, yeah, I was really impressed with how the uh, how the Bengals played. They looked like they weren't. You know, starstruck at all. They looked like they were supposed to be there. They were ready to be there with the Packers. The defense played well. Um, they played good enough to win. Uh, Burrow had a really, really horrible interception in overtime, which didn't end up costing him because Crosby missed three straight kicks. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, in the last, like, the fourth quarter of that game, it, they came back, tied it up, and then nothing happened until overtime. They finally got a kick to win it, but... Yeah. Yeah, I was I was I know they lost, but I was impressed with the Bengals, especially their defense. Yeah. They look like they look like maybe maybe this year they'll be a fringe playoff contender, but I think yeah. by next year they should be a player in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Improve on that O-line. Yeah. Cuz that defense almost looks like it's there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot better than it was last year. Yeah. Just need that line to come around, but yep. been better this year at least. Absolutely. No, a game that surprised me last week was the Browns and Chargers. I did not expect that to be as high scoring as it was. <laughs> but, uh, 
I mean, both. Lack of defense. Yeah, but the thing is, the Chargers defense has looked good this year. The Browns defense had looked pretty decent. I just didn't expect 42 to 47. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll give props to Baker. Not a huge Baker fan, but he's dealing with an injury. He played pretty well. He kept them in the game yeah. mm-hmm. until the end. Yeah. But Herbert just looked amazing in that game. So I, uh, there's, it's a funny, it's, here's a funny little story. I coach a kid at, uh, at the golf academy. His name's Daniel Jones. So obviously I call him Danny Dimes every time I see him. Um, Mm -hmm. Daniel Jones was hurt in this game. Had to have Mike Glennon come in and play. (laughs) Mike Glennon. Uh, Carrie, uh, are you okay? I'm okay. A little sad. The funny thing was that the Giants kind of hung in that game the whole way. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, even with Glennon. Yeah, if they, I mean, if they had Daniel Jones and Saquon and Gall and didn't lose all their weapons, I think it would have been a lot more interesting. But it they held their way for a while. I mean, they ended up losing in the end, but I think it was good they put up a fight. And Yeah. Yeah. Big coming out game for Kadarius Tony. Should definitely yeah. target him in fantasy if you can. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had, had a big day. A huge day. Huge, huge. He didn't even get to finish the game either. No. Hey, he got hurt. He got kicked out. (laughs) Well, hopefully Jones will be back next week. But did you guys see uh, Saquon's ankle when he when he hurt it? Yeah. Oh, little golf ball rolled up. Yeah. That did not look fun. As someone that has a lot of ankle issues, that's not that's not that's not fun to look at. (laughs) But uh, so. Obviously, these games have an impact on our pick'em that we're doing season long. So, uh, who do you guys think won last week's pick'em? Pretty sure I'm like 20 games over 500, so I'm going with me. Usually me, because I'm a winner and I don't lose. You picked the Bengals, Gary. I did? Oh, yeah. So did Zach. No. Actually, you're wrong. (laughs) Trevor did, didn't Trevor he? Trevor was the only one no. that picked the Bengals. Wait, no, no, no. No, it was Kerry. It was Kerry. Yeah, me and Zach picked the Packers. Yes. Trevor was Where upset about it. No, I, I listened to the podcast. You can go back and listen to it. So, Kerry actually finished last. <laughs> Sad. Nine and seven last week. Uh, we didn't have any losing records. So. Nine and seven last week for Kerry. Trevor finished twelve and four, and I finished eleven and five. All right. So Trevor is still the leader currently in the year-long pick'em we're doing. Um, I'm a little upset about it because the Colts would have would have given me the the win for the week, but uh, you know, screw me, I guess. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have my overall? Um, I don't have it in front of me right now, no. Mm. Oh well. I'll, I'll I'll tell you tell you next week after you go like five and eleven and I, I go perfect. Oh not happening. Not happening, dude. <laughs> Alright, so we're gonna go right into this week's pick'em before we bring our guest on. Uh so first up we have the Bucks. At the Eagles playing Thursday night in Philadelphia. Who you got, Trevor, since you're the leader? 
this is interesting. Uh, Brady is actually questionable for this game. He had his hand wrapped after that big win in, uh, over Miami, which Kerry was at that game. But I am going to go with absolutely the Bucks. Bucks, all right. Mm-hmm. Kerry, I I like the I like the Eagles team this year. I don't think they're great, but they're they've been pretty competitive early on. So I think this game could end up being close, but I think the Bucks just have so much more talent and offense. So I'm going Tampa. All right. I'm going to take Tampa Bay too. Um, I think that uh, they look good this year. I and I don't think and I think their skill players are good enough that no matter who they put the, behind center, even if Brady doesn't play, I think they can beat the Eagles. So I'm going with Tampa Bay. Blaine Gabbert could do it. Yeah. He's a pretty he's a pretty serviceable backup. Yeah. All right, next up we have the Miami Dolphins taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars uh early morning Sunday game. <laughs> Who are you going with, Kerry? I'm gonna go with the Dolphins. I don't really love them this year, but the Jaguars just a mess, and I think the Dolphins, with presumably Tua coming back, will get a little bit of a motivation boost with him back in the lineup. So I think the Dolphins will edge out a pretty low. Wait, Tua's coming back this game? He's projected to be back, yeah, okay. but still not. He's activated off IR today, but uh, I think he'll still be questionable for Sunday. Okay, that sucks because if it was, if it wasn't Tua. I would. I actually want to give this game to the Jags, but with Tua, I think he's got enough control over that offense, control over time of possession, and that really decides it for me whether if two, whether or not Tua is playing. Um, what's their record right now, Kerry? Are they two and three? One and four. One and four. Um, I'm gonna say that Tua will not play, and the Jags will win. All Honestly, right. I think it's just going to come down to, like, Trevor Lawrence making a dumb mistake at the end, like getting picked off by Xavier Howard or something. Because that is still a dangerous secondary, and he's been pretty careless with football early on. Okay. So, Trevor, have did the Jags win last week? They did not, sadly. Okay, so, so I'm going yeah. with Miami. Mm-hmm. I gotta stick to my word. Even though I think this is a winnable game for him, especially I think especially if Tua comes back, I think this is a winnable game. But I'm taking uh, taking the Dolphins regardless because I'm picking against the Jags until they prove me they can win a game. All right, next up we have the Vikings at the Panthers. Who are you going with, Trevor? Ooh, uh... Sam, you're gonna have to forgive me, but uh, give me Skull. Me the Vikings. You're picking against Sam Darnold? Yeah, he's lost like two games in a row now. All right. I think he'll have a good game. Kerry? Minnesota's defense has not impressed me. The Vikings' offense kind of fallen off last two weeks, and they really struggled surprisingly against the Lions last week. But Panthers has been playing so mediocre on offense without McCaffrey. I think Vikings yeah. will – let it out in a close one yeah i'm gonna take the vikings as well i i do like sam darnold um but I, like i said last week when i picked against the panthers i said 
this offense just doesn't look the same without uh, McCaffrey. So I'm I'm taking the I'm taking Skull as well. Next up we have the Chargers at the Ravens. Ravens playing at home, taking on another good AFC team. Who you got, Trevor? Give me Lamar. Really? Okay. Kerry? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna with the Chargers. I mean this this is a team that's Pretty much uh, one field goal away from being five and out. Y'all love doing that. I mean, I do. Just facts. <laughs> I'm going with the Chargers as well. Uh, I think that they're just a better team um, overall. Whether it's on defense or offense, I think that the Chargers are a better team. Uh, next up, we have the Los Angeles Rams taking on the New York Giants in New York. Who are you going with, Kerry? I'm going to go with the Rams. I mean, 100% if Glennon's starting, but this Giants team just a shell of itself with all these injuries. All right. Trevor? Um, I am going to go with the Rams. Yeah. All right. I am also going to take the Rams. The Giants just aren't impressing me much this year. All right, next up, we've got the Houston Texans traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Who are you going with, Trevor? Um, I wouldn't mind this being my upset of the week, really. Uh, where's this game being played? Indianapolis? Yeah. I think they'll get it done in front of the home crowd. Big day for the running backs. All right. Big day for Jonathan Kerry? I just don't trust this Colts team. I say Texans going to pull the upset. Uh, and I'm going with Kerry, actually. Uh, this Texans run defense has been pretty good this year. Um, and I don't trust the Colts passing attack. So I'm going to take the Texans on the road. Um, I'm shocked to hear myself say this, but... Um, I think that uh, all in all, I don't think the Colts can be consistent enough to beat the Texans because I don't. The Texans are a bad team, but they're decent everywhere. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think if Tyrod comes back too, that'd be more consistency in the offense. Yeah. You saw. I mean, they played well with him early on this year. Yeah. Whether they go back to Tyrod or keep Bills, they should go back to Tyrod. He's a better player. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the Washington football team. Who are you going with, Trevor? <laughs> um, Kansas City can't lose all of them, right? I, I think I got the Chiefs, I think. All right, Kerry? These are the two worst defenses in football right now. <laughs> And both defenses suck, so it's really going to come down to the offense. And sorry, Zach, I'm taking Mahomes over Heineke. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and I just don't think Heineke's going to be able to overpower as much as Mahomes can. So here's my thought process when I'm thinking about this game. Okay, despite how bad that back end is on the on the on the defense side of the ball for Washington. 
that front four was actually getting a lot of pressure last week after watching the game back you know looking at you know the offensive snaps and and when it was a passing play how deep that defense was a was a how what would you what would you call it penetrating the line I would call it Jameis Winston watching that penetrating um but uh I I'm going to take Washington just because the Chiefs O-line is so bad I think that they'll be able to to get after Mahomes force him into some bad plays um, and then uh, and then walk away with a win. I mean, the, really, what the last game showed, at least for me, was that if you take away Travis Kelsey, it really hurts that Chiefs offense. Mm-hmm. That's also a decent Bills secondary. This is a Washington secondary that just got torched by Jameis Winston just, and a bunch of third-string receivers. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? Let's just watch this game end up being like seventeen to thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Defensive battle. That's a, no, that, like that happens so often. Like you see these two offensive powerhouses like go go up against each other, ends up being like the lowest scoring game ever. <laughs> happens yeah. more often than you would think. Anyway, moving on to our next game, we have the Green Bay Packers taking on the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field. Who are you going with, Kerry? Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has always proved he's the Bears' daddy, and he's just going to prove it again once this week. All right, Trevor? Um, I actually am picking the Bears to start their fire Matt Nagy chant this week. Give me the Packers. <laughs> All right, I'm with you guys. I'm taking the Packers. Uh, even if it is a close game, I have complete confidence that Aaron's going to find a way to win like he does so often in the fourth quarter next up they've been, they've been really conservative with justin fields early on yeah they have yeah they haven't they haven't asked him to do much yeah. i don't think he's ready yet and they know that but yeah. even if he was it's matt Nagy. what are you what are you gonna do five yard screen <laughs> five yard uh next up we have a cat fight going on in detroit the Bengals taking on the lions who are you going with trevor oh joey b all day i mean the Bengals. all right big day for jamar chase again okay carrie honestly i could lean lions they're probably the best like own five team i've seen like they've been competitive yeah they have most yeah. games this year but I just don't trust their defense, and I think Joey B is a big, big day in Detroit. Yeah, I'm going with Cincinnati as well. Um, that defense is much improved from last season, and it seems like they're able to to move the ball effectively enough on offense to to win games against teams that aren't great. And I think the Lions are a team that's not great, so I'm taking the Bengals, especially because. Uh, Jared Goff has just been inconsistent this year. Just he looks really good one second and then like a deer in the headlights the next. So taking Cincinnati. Next up, we've got the Arizona Cardinals traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Who you got, Kerry? This is gonna. Ooh, this is gonna be a good game. I'm, I'm gonna watch this game. I'm going to Cleveland. 
Honestly, I think the Cardinals are a good team, but I don't think they're undefeated good. And I think Cleveland's going to come in there with a run game and force Kyler to make a mistake or two. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it kind of depends on what uh what Baker we get. Um, I could see this game going either way, but I'm I'm going to go with the, the Browns as well. The Cardinals have looked a little shaky over the past two weeks, not as sturdy and consistent as they did starting off the year. But yeah, I think the Browns Browns will take this one. All right. I am I'm gonna make a bet on this game. Alright. I am so confident the Cardinals will win. That if they don't. That if they don't, what what should I do if they don't? Eat paper. No, you have to do something brown. <laughs> you have to chug a gallon of milk in ten minutes. No. <laughs> what? Um. <laughs> He needs um, some milk. Man. Wait, wait, wait. You have to write one sentence a hundred times. What? Taylor Heineke is not good. Okay, but what if he goes off this week and throws like 450 yards? No, nope, you're writing touchdowns? Taylor Heineke is not good a hundred times. That has nothing to do with the Browns and the Cardinals. That's a good point. I think we got to... Um, so confident that the Cardinals win. Okay. Yeah. And I'm picking against both of you two. Because both. I want you, you to go. I want you to go to the store. Mm-hmm. I want you to buy a white T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I want you to buy markers. <laughs> I want you to make yourself a Baker Mayfield. No, not a Baker Mayfield because you like Baker Mayfield. Okay, an OBJ jersey. I want uh, you to color it. Make it look as official as possible. Okay. And then okay. where the name part so goes, that's... you put daddy. <laughs> Everything else looks official, but where it would say Beckham Jr., you put daddy. <laughs> okay. And I want you to wear it. I want you to go back to the store. And wear it around the, the same store. store. Do I have to film this? Wear it. Just get a picture. Get a picture with one of the employees. Okay. All right, Joe sounds Brown. good. All right. Sounds good. All right. Let's, let's go here. Some... <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the Cowboys going to New England to take on the Patriots. Who are you going with? Since it's your team, I'm going to let you go first, Kerry. Cowboys. Patriots defense just hasn't impressed me enough. And Cowboys look like the real deal. I don't yeah. see anything wrong with that team right now. They remind me a lot of the Bucks last year. How the offense just came out firing on cylinder, firing on all cylinders. They looked good. The defense looked better than you expected, and it was a defense that looked like they were progressing. Mm-hmm. And that's what Dallas's defenses looked like, especially on that second or that back half. Trayvon Diggs, six interceptions. He got six or seven. Six. I think he's got. Yeah, he's got six. And I mean, who knows? That's. Like, Maybe it's try- a Cowboys year. Maybe it's their year. Finally. Can you, can you just look at how good that offense is? Yeah. They got, yeah. They got great receivers. Schultz is having a great year at tight end. Pollard, mm-hmm. Zeke's a great duo. Deke's top. Zeke's a top. Uh, Dak's a top 10 quarterback. <laughs> Deke, Zach. Deke's a top 10. The only, the only problem has been the center, Tyler B- Baidez, who had a bad game last week. But they're real, the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking Dallas as well. I really like the Dallas team this year, which hurts me to say because I'm not a big fan of the Dallas Cowboys, but they look really good this year. 
Next up we have... Is this the new Pooper Bowl? Like, I know there are two teams that aren't terrible, but Raiders at the Broncos. Two mediocre uh, teams. That's that's going to be it. That's going to be my game that I 100% will not watch a snap <laughs> of probably this week. All right. I have one every week, and that sounds – unless there's another one coming up, which I don't think there is, that's probably going to be the one that I will not be watching this week. Mm. So who you taking, Trevor? Uh, where is it, Denver? It's in Mile High. Give me, give me the Raiders. Ooh. All right, Carrie. I'm gonna take the Raiders as well, but I, I think they'll bounce back after with after losing Gruden, and I just don't see anything in this Denver team right now beyond average. I'm going to take Denver, and I am so confident. I'm willing to make two bets in the same podcast. What else? Throw it at me. Same thing, but a Carl, same thing, but a Carl Nassib jersey and a bunch of rainbows. <laughs> I feel like that's offensive. Um, <laughs> okay, John Gruden. You're betting Denver? Oh, yeah. or you could, or you could, or you have to make a shirt that says "Drew Lock sucks" all over it. I want you to make a group chat with your mother and father, and ask them what is the Mile High Club. I'm not doing that. Okay. Um, I'll do the Drew Lock sucks thing. I really like Drew Lock. I think he's gonna show up. All right. So I got to make two shirts, basically, if the Cardinals and the Raiders win, or the Cardinals lose and the Broncos lose. Sounds good to me. I'm down with it. All right, next up, we've got the Seahawks at the Steelers. Who are you going with, Trevor? Hawks. Oh, wait. Russ is out. Um, Oh, man. Uh, I was unprepared for that. That's such a curveball. Um, <laughs> geez, Juice is out too, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Out for the year. <laughs> um, let me just flip a coin. Hang on. Uh, Steelers. Did you actually flip a coin? <laughs> I flipped a pen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Carrie, what do you, what is your pick? I'm going Steelers. I wow. have no faith about Russ. Wow. I'm taking Geno Smith all the way. Let's go. I I am so confident Geno Smith. He looked really good last week and he's going to look just as good this week. You guys are going to be shocked. I'm open to being shocked by Geno Smith. That I, think- I am so confident in this pick. <laughs> I'm not going to make a bet on it. But <laughs> I'm very confident in this pick. I like Geno Smith. I like Geno Smith at the Steelers. I think he's going to take it down on uh, Sunday Night Football prime time. Uh, and then last but not least... We have the Bills taking on the Titans. The Titans at home. Um, 
the guest we have coming on is a big fan of the Bills. So who are you guys going with? We're going to start with Kerry. I'm going to go with the Bills. Titans have just disappointed me this year. And, I mean, they struggled last week against the Jags until later on. And just how good the Bills looked last week, I don't think there's any chance the Titans pull out the upset. Yeah, I remember looking at the schedule when we were doing that pick in the offseason and seeing this game primetime. I was so excited for it. The Titans have not lived up to to the hype yet with AJ Green or AJ Brown not being the same one he was last year and then Julio not really showing up yet. But yeah, I think the Bills, the Bills will definitely get this done pretty easily. What about you, Zach? Hold on one second. I'm checking something. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, I'm taking the Bills. Um This is another pick that I'm confident in, but we're not going to make a bet on it cuz you guys also picked the Bills. Um I would be willing to build almost anything else <laughs> with mm-hmm. this game. So, uh, so because yeah. Tennessee's defense is so bad, um, and their offense has been unimpressive up to this point, I just don't see them taking on a Bills team that that beat up on the Chiefs last week. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah, clean sweep for the Bills. Yeah. They're they're definitely one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They yeah. look amazing after week one. They put that in the back mirror, and they yeah they've been a completely new team. And uh, yeah, we got a pretty good. big Bills fan on. We got a yeah we got a, we got Brandon Bean on the Magic Bean. Uh, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing good. Sounds good. Sounds good, man. So so speaking of that that first week one that that ugly loss to the Steelers, starting off zero and one. Josh Allen, he didn't really look good. Were you concerned at all at at the at the time that this year might be a fall off or kind of a disappointing year after after last year? I was kind of concerned because you know after the Panthers got a fifteen and one year and mm-hmm. McDermott was the defensive coordinator of that team and Brandon Bean was the uh, GM of that team, they went five and eight the next year. So I was kind of nervous it would be a replica of that, but. The Bills have been looking a lot better lately. Yeah, and I know Kerry was, over the offseason, uh, he was talking about how, you know, he was expecting them to fall off, and he didn't see a lot of talent on the that offensive side of the ball. That's because um, Kerry's a moron. He looks pretty smart after week one, though. That 0-1, they, they didn't look great. But, um, yeah, I mean, they're hot now. They're playing some of their best football. They've... Since that week one, they've been dominant. They scored 35, 43, 40, and now 38 in a big win, prime time over Kansas City. But um, I guess that, that win over Kansas City was pretty convincing. So I guess besides the Chiefs, who are a couple threats that, that might worry you coming out of the AFC? Uh, one, the top, top threat for the Bills, I'd say, is the Buccaneers because they have a tough defense. They're not doing so well against the pass this year, but the run defense has been doing really well. Yeah. And that's been that's been really good for the Bills this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, the, and the offense is pretty well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about maybe the Ravens? Like, how Lamar's been playing if, you know, obviously the season doesn't in today, but the Bills keep playing how they're playing, the Ravens keep playing how they're playing, and they meet in the playoffs. Is that a team that worries you at all, or do you think they would they could get by the Ravens? 
in the first three quarters of most games that the Ravens have been playing, I am not worried because the Bills have been playing consistent football the last mm-hmm. three or four games. So I think that if we did play the Ravens in the playoffs, we would get a huge lead early. And even mm-hmm. if they did start making a comeback, that the Bills would be able to keep the lead. Gotcha. Gotcha. How about a team like the Browns? Do they worry you at all? Not one bit. No. Baker Mayfield has been looking very mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. I think he got to go go to well. Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Uh, Chargers uh, probably the biggest. But like the defense didn't look so right good now. against the Browns. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean, if their you look at their offense is high powered, but yeah, I'm, I'm not completely sold on the Chargers yet. The Chargers always have a problem with staying healthy too, whether it's Bosa or Derwin James. Mm-hmm. So it might just come down to whether they can stay healthy or not, even. Yeah, but I. I I think this is a kind of a off year for the AFC, especially with the Chiefs' defense and being as bad as it's been. They're not really the threat that they've been the past few years. Uh, the Ravens look good, but then, I mean, besides that, the the Raiders look like they're starting to fizzle out. Broncos' offense hasn't figured it out. Colts have been a disappointment. Bengals, they look good, but not a team that you're going to expect to go deep in the yeah. in the playoffs. And then teams like the Jets, Jags, Dolphins, Texans, you know, none of those teams are really, you know. Showing up. Yeah. But um, where, where do you see the Bills uh, ending up in, like, playoff seating? Like, first overall, third, somewhere like I, that? I, I, I might be a little bit biased here, but I don't have a Bills losing. I don't have the Bills losing another game. They Ooh. they definitely could do it, especially in the AFC. Yeah, and their division. I mean, I'm a little open this year. It's a tough game in Gillette always, but Bills are talented to beat anybody else on the rest of their schedule. They do play the Bucks. Is that right? Later on in the year? Yeah, week fourteen. Maybe week. Yeah, week fourteen. That sounds about right. Now, has anyone been more of a pleasant surprise for you this year than Dawson Knox? <laughs> oh, I was gonna say Dawson Knox. Uh, <laughs> Zach Moss, yeah. He's been looking explosive off the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even in the past game, he's been getting through defenders and breaking tackles. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's looked much improved from last year, um, where they kind of struggled to find a consistent run game. Do you, you have any worries for Cole Beasley and how he's kind of disappeared from the offense the last couple of weeks? No, since the rest of our offense is picking up for him, and it doesn't like we don't need one player to keep consistently playing as well because we have so many other weapons on the offense. That's yeah, true, I mean, and yeah. it's it's I mean, Sanders. Sanders had a big game last week. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of options on that offense. And even with like, if you would have told me five games in, Stephon Diggs has 370 yards and one touchdown, you know, you might be worried about the Bills, but I mean, with with even their number one threat on offense having a slow start, those bad numbers, they've been putting up 30s, 40s every week. So, and yeah. the team, that offense, I mean, it looks it looks like a great unit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like I said, so, at the beginning of the beginning of the year when we were doing fantasy sleeper picks, I knew Sanders was going to kind of. I thought he might even take the role of Cole Beasley in that offense eventually by the end of the year because I think he's just a, a overall better player. Um, but uh, he finally kind of had a coming out week last week. So yeah. you said you don't have the 
them losing another game. So you think you think sixteen is one sixteen and one is pretty realistic, say I mean I know at the end of every year there might be some resting some starters or don't want to get them injured for the playoffs. But say if they were to play Josh Allen plays at least every game this year, plays at least half of the last two or three games, you, you think you could see him going fifteen and one? Yeah. Uh, like last year against the Dolphins, they had him play the first half, and then they rested all the starters. We beat, mm-hmm. and then our starters, I mean our backups, still beat the Dolphins and outscored them the rest of the game. So I wouldn't be worried about the Jets and, I mean, yeah, the Jets in Week 18. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, they have a pretty easy schedule rush the way. Besides, yeah, they do. The I was just Fox looking at game. that. Yeah, Saints, Panthers. Titans, couple decent, not great teams, but nobody else really that tough. They're playing the rest of the way. Yeah. And I know you brought up the Bucks as being one of the top threats for Buffalo this year. They're another team that's four and one. Do you think the Bucks have what it takes? Has what it takes to go sixteen and one as well, or do you see them dropping a couple games? I have them finishing the year fourteen and three. Okay. Yeah, they do have a have a hard schedule in that second half of the year. To drop them in the one game to the Bills, and then I have them losing Week 18 because I'm, I'm assuming that they're probably going to sit their uh, starters. And yeah, the Panthers. And it's not looking like anybody's going to challenge them for the division at all. No, I um, have the Panthers coming in second at nine and eight. Yeah, I think I had the Panthers in second as well, going r- right around 500. Mm. And we mentioned this earlier on the show. So far this year, there's been a ton of MVP candidates, quarterback Herbert, Brady, Lamar, and obviously Josh Allen. I'm, I'm assuming as a Bills fan, but do you think Allen win MVP this year? I'm not so worried about Allen winning the MVP this year. I'm just worried about winning, but if Allen could win the MVP, I think he could this year, and I'd be, mm-hmm. I'd be excited for him. Yeah, and if, if he doesn't, if he weren't to win MVP, who is – who could you see winning it, going strong all year out of these, all of these guys having a great year so far? Herbert or Brady at 43 years old. Yeah, they're both doing <laughs> yeah. insane numbers. Yeah. Her- Herbert's the real deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, get in, in the MVP conversation before the season started. Mm-hmm. So. Currently in the AFC East, obviously the Bills sitting by themselves at four and one, and the Patriots two and three, Dolphins and Jets both one and four. How do you see the the division shaking out at the end of this year? You think it'll stay Bills, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets? You think the Patriots can turn turn it around at all, get a winning record? Or I have the Dolphins turning around, getting second place at ten and seven, but they're still going to miss the playoffs because I have the Chiefs ahead of them at the seventh seed. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Patriots are going to get seven ten, and the Jets just suck. Yeah. <laughs> or Zach Wilson. He showed a little bit of promise. Like, he – I don't know if promise is the right word for it. I mean, definitely potential second overall pick. But he's he's been impressed sometimes and then just comes back the next play and looks like a deer in the headlights. But if yeah. they can give him more time in the pocket, maybe he can – yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, none none of the rookie QBs have looked overly impressive this year. I mean, Mac Jones has probably been the most impressive, and he hasn't been great by any means. And Fields, Lance, Lawrence—they've all had their issues early on. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm seeing a big turnover problem with these rookies this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lawrence yeah. is what, eight, eight picks already? I think so. Pate Manning, 2.0 rookie year. <laughs> yeah, he's, in, he's really in a weird situation there with the, the coaching and the, the all that, all the pieces they brought in just kind of jamming it together. Not really expecting a gel year or anything, but yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting team for being, you know, 0 and 5. I think they're, they have, that's an interesting team. That's the thing that's so frustrating. As a Jags fan, it's one of the things that's so frustrating is you feel like we got a lot of young talent and we're just not doing anything with it. We're wasting some of these guys' best parts of their careers playing horrible football. It's really mm-hmm. frustrating. And another James thing that ruined the Jaguars is the terrible trades that brought them down yeah. after the 2018 season when they yeah. were promising almost to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Urban Meyer would just learn how to use James Robinson. I, I set him on my bench because he's been doing so badly in fantasy. Yeah. You really have no idea what he's going to do, how many yeah. carries he's going to get. If he's going to get it. carries. Week one mm-hmm. was like the most offensive thing I've ever seen in my life. Carlos Hyde. Uh, yeah. And one thing that also confused me is drafting Travis Etienne. Yeah, that conf- that confused me as well. James Robinson's great year. Yeah. I heard they, that Urban actually wanted Kadarius Tony. That was his first choice for that pick. But with him being off the board, but taking Etienne and then kind of putting even, him in that slot receiver thing, that was just it was weird. But yeah, everything but, he's done has been weird since yeah. he got there. So even yeah. even if they would have gotten Kadarius Tony, like, the wide receiver core is fine. We got to fix the defense and the O line. Like, I don't know why you're fixing a spot that doesn't need to be fixed. Mm-hmm. Just didn't make yeah, you got sense. One of, one, of the be- one of the best young running backs in the league who's having even a better year than last year so far. But, especially in an age where you really shouldn't be taking running backs in the first round when they're only lasting a few years and yeah. not hard to find decent running backs. No, it's really not the easiest position to, to fill. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. This week the a, the Bills taking on Tennessee. What do you, what do you think that game's going to look like? I think Terry Henry's going to destroy us, but the rest of the offense isn't going to do anything. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, yeah. I I think that Derrick Henry's going to get 140 yards on us and two touchdowns, but the rest of the offense is going to shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, Tannehill's been really underwhelming this year. Yep. And who knows if Julio will play this week again. He's so injury prone. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the last few years it's been hit or miss with him. You know who else is injury prone? Brandon Scherf. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> <without one. laughs> oh, man. That made me so happy. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Four weeks. Those, those looking good. Four straight now. They're... Yeah, four and one overall. They're they're definitely one of the hottest teams for the rest of the year. Hopefully, they can stay healthy and just keep watching that offense just steamroll. But yeah, uh, John, we appreciate appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you having on. 
talking about the Bills. Uh, that was a me. huge game with the Chiefs. Absolutely. And I know Bills Mafia, Bills Mafia is very happy. Yeah. yeah. Go break some tables for us. <laughs> I want to do that one day. I haven't been able to yet. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Take care. We'll see. Yeah, you too. All right, so uh, obviously want to thank our guests for coming on the show. Uh, for sure. Really appreciate when uh, when we can have guests. It's always fun to be able to talk to other people. You know, as much as I like Trevor and Carrie, um, which is you know a decent amount, uh, it's, it's nice to hear from uh, other people uh, other times because uh, Carrie has some really awful takes. Speaking of awful takes. It said Taylor Heineke was a top 10 quarterback. Okay, well, we adjusted that, didn't we? Didn't we? By the end of the podcast, we adjusted that. I had him at 12, didn't I? And you proved your stupidity. I proved my stupidity. I said he might be bottom top 10. I had him at 12. (laughs) And 12 is a bit high for you. You had him at like 28 or something like that. You said he's not even a top 20. Like that's insane. He's not. He's not in my top twenty-five. Trevor, where do you have him? Not in 19? your top twenty-five. Yeah. He's one of the worst quarterback starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Oh, okay, I have him somewhere in my twenties. It's hard for me to like probably you guys like are crazy. I would say early to mid twenties. I mean, he's only crazy. played like five games. I mean, some of them have been good, but he's too. He just tends to throw the ball up and kind of hope for the best too much kind of a Jameis okay. he's just been a little too careless and I don't think he's he hasn't been that accurate okay you didn't it, you it clearly like, it's it's, you know, maybe, it's interesting you clearly didn't watch the game last week even though he had two interceptions he looked pretty good against a good defense so it's okay it's okay Kerry you just don't watch the games pretty good he threw for under 50 percent Against a good defense, is the, is the New Orleans defense good? I'd put it in For the no good top eight. Huh? They got some. They got some stars, but I wouldn't say they're great. They're pretty With good. A QB, QB rating of forty-seven. Yeah, I know. But he's thrown really good down the field toward the sideline. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I don't. He's a good one. He, he's a solid backup, but I wouldn't put him anything before that. Wow. Okay. But that's not our debate today. So. What? But that's not our debate today. That so. isn't okay. our debate today. So, uh, Carrie, why don't you explain what me and you are going to be debating today? We're going to be going through whether the Kansas City Chiefs will make the playoffs or not. Hmm. All right. So, Trevor, you're going to moderate, correct? Oh, I will. All right. Um, we usually solve this by rock, paper, scissors, but I'm going to flip the pin again. All right, Zach, you go first with your opening statement. Let's hear it. Kansas right. City making the playoffs? Um, Kansas City is not making the playoffs. And let, let me explain why. If you look at the rest of All their right. record or who they have left on the schedule, they're playing a lot of offenses that can score. And no matter how good Mahomes plays, this defense is going to cost them a lot of games this year. 
So if you look at their as schedule so far, yeah, as they already have, exactly. So you look at this their games this year. They probably should have lost to the Browns. Can we agree on that? Yeah, if Baker didn't they could have, yeah. Yeah. They lost to the Ravens in a close one. Then they lost to the Chargers. They allowed the Eagles to put up thirty. And they lost by eighteen to the Bills, who pretty much dominated that entire game. Next they're going up against Washington, who they could they could beat. So that that, that would put them at what? What would that put them at? Two and three and three. Three and three? three. Then they go up against the Titans, who has a bad defense, but a pretty good offense. I have them dropping that game. They're going up against the Giants, who, again, not a very impressive defense, not a very impressive offense. I actually have them winning that game. Going up against the Packers, they're going to lose. So that puts them at 5-5. Five and five. Raiders, who they've already lost to once this year. That's a bit of a toss-up. Cowboys are going to beat the crap out of them. The Broncos has a good defense. And if their offense can play okay, they'll probably win that game. I have the Chiefs dropping that one. They play the Raiders again. I I just don't see... They actually haven't played the Raiders this year. I apologize. That was a big mistake on my part. But the Raiders' offense is pretty good. Chiefs' defense, awful. I could see them dropping both the games to the Raiders, losing to the Cowboys, losing to the Broncos, losing to the Chargers. They have the Steelers, who has a very good defense. If their offense is even competent, they can win that game. The Bengals will probably beat them. And then they play the Broncos again, who could easily beat the Chiefs. I'm looking for wins, and I'm not seeing very many left. Now, they could conceivably beat the Raiders twice. They could end up taking uh, the Broncos games. But if they lose those games, that gets them in a very bad situation where they don't have enough wins to be able to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's my argument. Okay. All right. Uh, Kerry, do you have a rebut to anything that Zachary just said? I will say, are you seriously saying you think the Broncos with Teddy Bridgewater will probably beat them twice? I think it's a pretty easy situation to imagine. a Raiders team that just lost their head coach. Uh, You're saying this as a guy that just picked Las Vegas. I don't love that team. Because they're playing, uh, who are they playing this week? They're playing the Broncos. A team I don't have faith in. Both are mediocre at best teams. I think, obviously, this team is going to go nowhere near the amount of wins they had last year. But I don't think it's out of the possibility for this team to come away with 10-11 wins. So let's say they beat the football team at Washington. Uh, that puts them at 3-3. Three and three. Three. I think they're. I don't think they're going to beat Wait. the Titans. Any competent well, you, offense? You would. You went through this before. Let me go through it. Okay. All right. So I'm taking them against Washington. Yep. Three wins. I'm just going to skip around a little bit. Okay. Giants four wins. I'm going to say they take three out of four from Denver and Las Vegas. Okay. Seven wins. I'm lost. I say they'll beat the Steelers. Eight wins. I think they'll beat the Bengals. Nine wins. And then I think they'll win one of the either Titans or Packers games. So put them around nine, ten wins. Nine, ten wins. And you think that there's not going to be seven teams with nine or ten wins in the AFC? Have you seen the AFC this year? Okay, so let's, let's, take, just... a, let's take a quick look at the AFC. 
Okay. When, so when in, do I get my? Okay, go ahead, Kerry. I keep getting rebuttals and never get my arguments in. Well, well, let's go ahead and let's get that out. Make your wrap this up, whatever this little thing is, your rebut, and then I'll give you your opening statement. Stupid little moderate over there. Sorry. <laughs> it's Oktoberfest is hitting tonight. All right. I'll go three points is why I have them make the playoffs. Okay. One, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. They just overpower the other teams of their offense. Obviously, if you contain them, it's not the same. But when weaker defense is going against them, they're not going to be able to stop them. And you've seen in the past, when does this Chiefs team with Mahomes miss the playoffs? Or Chiefs team in general? Two, the defense is awful. I don't have faith in this team as a Super Bowl contender, but I see them at least making the playoffs. And the defense has pretty much hit rock bottom. Can you Do you agree to that? Uh, Yes. There's nowhere to go from up. I think they will improve. I don't think they're going to be a lot better, but enough for Mahomes and the offense to carry the way. And my last main point is the AFC is very low on good teams this year. You got the Bills, obviously. You got the Titans, who are okay, not great. The Ravens, the Browns, four. The Chargers is five. After that, there's a lot of question marks. Who, who would you put as the other two teams in there? So I have the Bengals, probably finishing with a better record than KC. Uh, and then, honestly, I could see the Broncos finishing with a better record than KC. I mean, KC is allowed 163 points. 163. Just to put that in perspective, they're more than 10. They've more allowed more than 10 points more than the next team. That, uh, that's insane. Is, that's insane. But do you have that much faith in a team like Denver with, like, Teddy Bridgewater quarterback, who are, you know, they're not a bad team, but they're not a great team by any means. These teams just aren't really playoff quality. They're, I think there's going to be a lot of teams that end up around that 9-win, 10-win mark that's going to really come down last week in the season with being how mediocre the AFC is this season. So... So what, what's that saying? What wins championships? Defense. Defense hey, wins championships. You know what's I, crazy about I, that? The Broncos have I actually allowed the second least amount of points in the entire NFL, right next to the Bills, who've actually only allowed 64 points. Okay? Hey, so when I look at a team like who, the Broncos... Who did, who did the Broncos play the first three weeks of the season? They played the Giants... The Jaguars and the Jets, and that's uh, real hard to play defense against those three teams. Well, I thought you, I thought Danny Dimes was a good quarterback. I thought he he this he offense. The first week. Oh, he struggled the first week. Well, let's look. But, let's look at this Giants team has done this year in terms of points scored. So they put up twenty seven against the Saints, only fourteen against the Falcons, twenty nine against Washington, twenty or only thirteen against against Broncos. They. I mean, this is a team that can score. Am I wrong in saying that? The Giants can score? The Giants have had real problems scoring this year. Can they score? Not well. Okay. They put up 27 against the Saints. Yeah, and that was a great game. But 
through five games, has it been a good offense? No. No, it hasn't. But they've also suffered a lot of injury issues and everything that you weren't seeing early on in the year. Obviously, the first game, they were pretty much healthy with the absence of Saquon Barkley being 100%. But the thing that's wrong with seeing what has happened when they've started to play better opponents. They got beat bad by the Ravens. The Steelers blew them out early on. They came back, but couldn't go back to win. They're just not really a contender, especially with a game manager, a quarterback like Teddy B. But that's the thing. A game manager against that chief defense is going to look like Aaron freaking Rodgers. Mm, that's... Mm. I mean, you, wait, wait, wait. So here's the thing, Kerry. Here's the thing, Kerry. Don't you... Don't, you you've said before... That Baker Mayfield is a game manager. How did he look against the Chiefs week one? He looked pretty good. And you said this before. Defense, I agree with you. Defense wins championships. Has there been teams with great offenses and terrible defense that made the playoffs? Yes. And is this a team that... Where where did you put them before we went into the season? I probably put them at near the top of the AFC. Yeah, they were probably in all of our top fives overall. But that's the thing, Kerry. It doesn't matter what we did at the beginning of the season. We, we're five weeks in now. They look like doo-doo. And this is a Super Bowl team from last year, which obviously has a lot of time left. Do you, do you understand and how often the losers of the Super Bowl make the playoffs? I'll give you, you a hint. The loser of the Super Bowl, how often do they do they make the playoffs? I don't know. I'm not a nerd. Yeah, you are. True. <laughs> well, a lot of this is going to boil down because the offense is it's the offense as long as they can stay healthy. Harry, I think you're going to have to base your argument off of that you think – do you think the defense can get better, improve? I know you said they're at rock bottom, but do, are they going to stay there? It sounds like Zach thinks they're going to stay there. Do you think they're going to stay there? I think they'll get better. I don't think they'll get much better. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be, I mean, this offense. This offense has carried this team for years. This Chiefs team has never been about the defense. Yeah. And I think it's going to come to kill them in the playoffs. But for them to be a 6-7 seed, is that out of the question? I don't think it's out of the question. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's just... Do you really have enough faith in those other outlying teams? Or do you have faith in arguably top three, if not the best quarterback in the NFL? In a line that has a team that is unhealthy right now, but is going to get some players back in the next couple weeks. And once this offense gets back to full health, should be able to get back. But without that defense improving, if you have an okay defense and you can stop Mahomes four times a game, I think that if your offense is competent, you can put up enough points to overcome them. I think you're putting a lot oh, I think you're putting way too much trust in that offense and you're you're kind of blinded by the fact that that offense is so good, which it is, that you're ignoring how bad the defense has been all year. I mean, but the problem is when you look at the teams they're playing, there's a couple, but a lot of these teams are mediocre to bad defenses. Would you disagree? Whether the Titans, Washington, 
Giants have kind of underperformed their defense. They're they're a good unit, but they've underperformed a little bit. But Raiders, I mean, there's a few good defenses in there. Broncos are are solid. Bengals are Cowboys solid. Cowboys are improving. Cowboys but, are looking actually pretty decent this year. Um, yeah, the Cowboys probably have one of the best defenses they'll play. But with the, in terms of but like when you look at the Titans game, you have to also have to take into account time of possession. Like Derrick Henry could legitimately, legitimately average like eight yards a carry against the Chiefs. And when you when you deal with that and time of and possession, how many times is Mahomes going to get the ball? If they ever go three and out, what does that do for them? Like, it, there's just too many question and, marks on this defense for me to give them, you know, the benefit of the doubt. And obviously, I mean, they're going to have to improve if they want to make the playoffs at this point. Yeah. And they need to cut Daniel Sorensen because he sucks. But Dude, he is, I cannot believe there's not somebody better than him. He's so on bad. The like, it's because he'll get like a couple big plays every year and then the, they'll he'll give up these 100-yard passing yards a game, but then he'll make, oh, this great saving play at the end. And they're like, oh, let's bring him back another year. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, really, but who was your other teams besides the Broncos in those last couple spots? I know you said the Bengals. The Bengals. Uh, hold on one second. I had the Bengals. I think I said the Broncos with their defense. I think that they'll do okay. Um, you said, Are you, you said, about? You said the Ravens, Browns, Chargers, Bills. Titans. 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 So Ravens, Browns, Chargers, Bills, Titans. I said the Bengals because they've actually looked they look decent this year. They look pretty good. I mean, they took Green Bay to the brink. Um, which granted, almost every like, team I, has this year, but Aaron Rodgers just finds after a way to that. Win. There's just I, I understand there's a big fall off, but if but here's the thing: you're just looking. Currently, the Chiefs have a losing record. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight other teams in the AFC have a winning record. And they need to be in the top seven. They're currently in ninth in the AFC. And they just need one more team outside of the Bengals to finish like with ten wins and they lose. Those teams those teams over five hundred, like the Raiders and the Broncos. They haven't played each other yet, so obviously it's going to come into it. Yeah. And those games are going to be huge. Yeah. I agree. But, but it's – and it's really going to come down to can, like, Petty Bridgewater take this team, beat out Patrick Mahomes if it comes into an offensive battle. And are you really going to go with Teddy Bridgewater over Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes? regardless of the defense. And once again, I don't have faith in this team as a Super Bowl contender, but I really just can't see a team this talented on offense not making the playoffs. Okay, so if we're go so I wanted to talk a little bit about like what happens when teams lose the Super Bowl. So, in 2001, St. Louis Rams went 14 and 2. The following season, 2002, they went 7-9. Oakland Raiders, 
in 2002 went 11 and 5 and then in 2003 went 4 and 12. Carolina Panthers went 11 and 5 in 2003. Lost the Super Bowl, they went 7 and 9. Philadelphia Eagles 2004 13 and 3, 6 and 10. Chicago Bears 2006 13 and 3, 7 and 9. Carolina Panthers 2015 15 and 1, 6 and 10. Los Angeles Rams 2018 13 and 3, 9 and 7. San Francisco 49ers Obviously, thirteen and three, and then six and ten. So, when you look at teams that lose a Super Bowl, typically they don't perform very well the next year. And I'm looking at a team right now that is two and three, and their offense. Honestly, they struggled last game. The Bills' defense is good, but not great. But, I mean. Obviously, two and three, but how many of those games could they have won also? Obviously, it didn't happen, but the Ravens game. Yeah, they, they could were, have won. That was an easily winnable game. Um, who's their other loss to besides Bills? The Chiefs. Yeah, who yeah. did they lose? They lost to Char- Chargers. Chargers. Chargers and Another Warriors. close one, too. And then the Bills. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I do think. And the Ravens. I think that Sunday night game was a bit of an overreaction, I'd say. The Bills were knocked out by the Chiefs last year in the playoffs. I think it was kind of a get-back-at-them game. The Chiefs weren't really taking that as seriously as Buffalo. And Buffalo was kind of a revenge game for what happened last year. Well, if the Chiefs aren't taking a a game seriously when they're 2-2, and then why should I expect them to take it seriously when they're 2-3? and Especially when they were thought to be like the team to beat in the AFC this year. True, but you never and you never know if this game could be the turning point. Because sometimes it takes a terrible game like this to turn a season around, you know. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, by comparison, I mean obviously the Chiefs' offense is good, but by comparison, the Washington football team put up twenty-one against the Bills. The Pittsburgh Steelers, who has a horrible offense, put up 23 and won that game. Now, obviously, those are different teams, different games, different days, different conditions. But, I mean, they put up more points than the Chiefs against a Bills defense. Like, Chiefs just don't look all there this year. I don't know whether yeah. it's coaching or if it's or if it's personnel, but... They look and not. I just the same. don't think it's time to jump ship yet. I, I would say, if they lose next week to Washington, I think that's when when I'd really start to getting worried about Kansas City. If they come, you know, bounce back, Mahomes is another big game. Chiefs steamroll to Washington, like you pretty much see. Oh, the team's going to start to get on track. But if they go into Wash against Washington, and Heineke goes in there and destroys that defense, then he might start get worried. As those winnable games start to dwindle down. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's all going to come down to really that defense, and they really are at rock bottom now. If they do improve, I could definitely see them making the playoffs, especially with you know one of the faces of the league like Mahomes. But if it doesn't, they all those winnable games are just going to be toss ups, really. But. But, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. 
We'll have to see. All right. Now we're second debate. Second debate. Second debate. And it is about whether Saquon Barkley is overrated. Is that correct? It's whether Saquon was basically worth the pick, taking him as high as they did. Okay. Did it pan uh, out? Did it? Okay. So I'm going to give... Carrie, since since I started first last time, I'm going to give you the uh, opening arguments. Um, So go ahead. All right. So... We know running backs, as I mentioned earlier, taking them in a first round in today's NFL is kind of a reach. There's so many good running backs, you know, like James Robinson, undrafted, that you can find late round gems. And with, you know, lack of good offensive linemen, it's really hard to get to waste a first round pick on a running back, especially when you have such a high pick as they did. And Saquon, when he's healthy, he's been a great running back. But that is the huge problem when he is healthy. He's had one full season, 2018. 2019, he played 13 games. In the last two years, he's played a total of seven games. He's going to miss probably two to three more this week. And who knows how much he'll play the rest of the year. And running backs, you know, the length of running back's career is maybe five, six years, depending on the running back. So he's already kind of reaching where he's going to reach his peak and a guy that struggled with injuries, pretty much nowhere to go from down. And you really look at who they could have taken in 2018 instead of Saquon with number two pick. Obviously I'm a big Daniel Jones fan, but they could have got a lot better QBs than Daniel Jones at two. Let's just go through a couple of the options that this team could have taken instead of Saquon, whether it's Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson, who, with how bad their O-line is, would have been a great pick over Saquon. You know, Josh Allen, Roquan Smith, Minka Fitzpatrick, Derwin James, Jerry Alexander, Lamar Jackson even, Nick Chubb, Darius Leonard. Obviously, those are a bit of a reach at that point, but you see there are just so many better options they could have taken than Saquon. And they kind of wanted one last thing for Eli, one last little toy for Eli. Did that work out? No. And how have the Giants done since then? Nothing. All Trevor, right. your turn. All right. So, Trevor, you can do a rebuttal and uh, also give your uh, opening statement. I'm going to run get a beat. I will. Um, so, yeah, uh, they did have some a lot of underlying issues with that team. But with Eli on the way out, their quarterback that loved the city, it, it was obvious they wanted to bring in Saquon and try to have one more run at a successful season, which him being a generational talent, I think was absolutely the right pick to make right there. Um, It's hard to protect a guy, a physical running back with that bad of a line, which has only gotten worse ever since drafting Saquon. But I think that that was still the right pick there. And with what they were doing as a team, riding Eli's last couple years and then starting a rebuild. I think if they could have kept him healthy, that Saquon would have been the perfect piece to have a new quarterback under center, giving a ball off to 
to Saquon. All or, right. Carrie, do you want to respond? How about instead of spending the second overall pick on a running back, you could have looked at a quarterback, the most important position instead, or an O-lineman, which I also would have been better at. We know Eli was already aging at that point, and they are just trying to add him weapons to hold off for one more year until they eventually got Daniel Jones. But there's plenty of options they could have taken in that draft at quarterback, whether it was Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. But at at second overall, if you got a guy, Eli, that's going to play one or two more years and he's not going to sit on the bench, that kind of would have seemed like a wasted pick at the time. And there was no – I mean, who who was picked third? Your boy, Sam Darnold. Yeah, was picked third. That was a guy that was expected to come in, play right away. Uh, Same with Baker. And having one of those guys just sit for two years and watch Eli just kind of go out there and be old. (laughs) I couldn't have seen them taking a quarterback there. Like a guy coming off throwing for 3,400 yards, only 19 touchdowns and 13 picks. It was time to move on. But it's Eli. It's Eli. He had the keys to the franchise. He was not going to get benched for a rookie he did the following season <laughs> i know but that was it was more of like him accepting that and it was it was his time to go but like right after that draft that i think saquon was the was the right pick there especially like like what he did in college like his he was he was insane and that's all you had to base it on at the time like obviously hindsight is 2020. The Giants needed a skill player at the time. He was the most electric running back and maybe the most electric player in college football for his last few years that he was there. He was a freshman, and he ran for over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns. His sophomore and junior year, he went crazy, and he combined in those last two years for over 20, almost 2,800 yards and 36 touchdowns on the ground, had over 1,000 yards receiving and seven touchdowns receiving, He's six foot two thirty four. Like you can count running backs on one hand that fit that description with a college resume like that, as well as being six foot two thirty four. I mean, those guys they don't come out every year. But the thing is, do you in today's NFL do you need to take a running back, especially second overall in the first round? Well, it's, how many of the I mean, best running backs in the NFL were taken in the first round? Derek okay, but Henry was a second-round pick. Dalvin, now. Dalvin Cook was a second-round pick. James Robinson was undrafted. Obviously, there's guys that pan out, guys that don't. Nick Chubb was a second-round pick. You can find these guys in the later round. It's not a hard position to get. But none of those guys were as dominant and prominent in college as Saquon, except Derrick Henry. Was running back their biggest need at that point? Was running back going to fix that franchise? Mm. And did it fix that franchise? They had their best shot to fix the franchise. Okay, so <laughs> if I can uh, interject a little bit here. Um... <laughs> Honestly, before this debate started, I was on Trevor's team and... Right now, I'm on Carrie's team. Um, That's how we do it. Uh, 
just because if you look at the running backs for the New York Giants in 2017, you got a couple of guys that are decent, but none of them are good. Um, where you have a lot of other issues to, to figure out. So, like, Orleans Darkwa was a starting running back. I think he ended up with, like, is like 170-something carries for 700-something yards. You have Wayne Gallman backing him up, then Paul Perkins and Shane Vereen. You know, none of those guys are going to absolutely light you up in terms of yards per carry or touchdowns or anything like that, but you had a lot of guys that could legitimately, you know, be good enough to play running back in the NFL. Meanwhile, you look at other parts of their offense, like, for instance, you look at their O-line, a lot of old guys, uh, and then wide yeah, receivers. Darkwell played 15 games, and he had 750 yards. On 171 carries. Which is, what, like four yards a pop? Let me, let me, let me do the math. I'm doing the maths if, right now. If you were drafting a team, would you rather have a top five O-lineman or a running back that gets hurt easily. I mean, <laughs> but that's that's not who you were drafting. Even then, a running back. Do you? Would you a rather? General, would, you, would you rather? A, would you? Would you rather build your team around a bad O line? So it comes out to about back four point four yards line to carry. Bad... But still, that's that's a weak spot. You're starting running back. I mean. Okay, four point four yards a carry. That's it's not bad. It's probably right around league average. But seven hundred fifty yards. That's yeah. That's a reflection of the offensive line. But one guy at second overall is is not going to fix that. Especially like, what were they going to do? Like come back next year and like be just as bad? Like Eli got older. Orleans Darkwell got older. But like, they were just as bad anyways. Would you? Here's the thing. Let's say the line went from bad to good with adding a big piece. I mean, Quentin Nelson himself transformed that Colts line. But not his rookie year. He didn't. He improved it. Regardless, yeah. with an improvement, is a running back. Well, who's going to do better? A great running back behind a terrible O-line or a good running back behind a decent O-line? There weren't oh. good running backs in that draft. I think Nick Chubb about... went like second round. Well, okay. Well, I, the the first round running backs, like I just I was only going first round because that's guys who were saying who should have been taken second overall instead. And the skill players that were taken in the first round of that draft, there was Saquon at two, and then there wasn't another skill player taken until twenty four, and. From 24 to 32, there was two running backs taken, Rashad Penny and Sonny Michelle. But I'm basing my argument completely off of the college career of Saquon Barkley, and there was not another player in college football that was that good and that dominant. Okay, so and, so it seems to me like you guys are – well, I mean, obviously, but you guys are kind of kind of talking past each other in the sense that – Kerry's making the argument, obviously, in hindsight, that it wasn't the best for the team. Uh, and you're making the argument that at the time it was what the team needed. Is that correct? Yeah. 
I don't think is my is my uh, characterization of your argument correct? I don't agree with what they need at the time either. Okay, but I think because we're saying was it a wasted pick at two? So we're going back to draft night. Baker's off the board. Giants are on the clock. I I think ten times out of ten you got to take Saquon. Right at that pick, second overall. Okay, and Kerry, and who, would you, who would you have taken at two in that draft? I would have taken an lineman, so you know, either Quentin Nelson or Mike McGlinchley. Their line wasn't bad in uh, what was it twenty? Well, twenty eighteen, they were ranked twenty first. It's twenty seventeen. Right. Yeah. 2017, I know they added... uh, Wasn't that the year they added Eric Flowers and he had an awful year? I forget when he got drafted. No, it wasn't when they drafted him. It was when they added him. Because I I think he'd been in the NFL for a few years. and then. According according to PFF, they were ranked the 26th overall line in 2017. They allowed 27 sacks in 2017, fourth most in the NFL. And ever since Saquon's there, I mean, I know some people may be calling him a bust, but I think if anybody else had that second overall pick and there was a decent enough line to protect him, his career would have, could have played out completely different. I think he was just watching him on Saturdays. Like, people were watching Penn State games every weekend. And you obviously, you agree that it, Ended up not being a great pick for them, right? And that I agree he would have been better off with a team that had better aligned, obviously. Yeah, but at the same time, I think a thousand percent he was the best player in the draft at the time. Who was drafted first overall? Baker. Oh. Okay. But I mean, obviously. With the decision they made, it ended up the line ended up still being an issue today. Yeah, it's fell from twenty first, seventeenth, thirty first, and before this year ranked very dead last in the league. And it hasn't looked like last in the league, but it has looked like bottom five. Yeah. And they got the injuries to show for it again. Yeah. And here's a here's quick off topic Saquon question. Do you think he will be in Play for somebody else in the near future, or he'll stay in New York for a while longer. I wanted him to leave after his first injury, but um, I does don't know. Contract he, he seems... run, when does the contract run out? It's, pro- I mean, if it's three plus one, four plus one, it's probably either this year or next. This but year. yeah, hmm. he doesn't seem like the the type of guy that's uh that would publicly request a trade or make a big deal out of it. He seems like he's. You know, a really quiet, hard worker, worked back from that injury and got completely healthy. But I would I would absolutely love to see him somewhere else before he's, you know, late 20s, before his legs are given out on him. But I don't know. He works them legs out a lot. Have you seen those thighs? He does, man. His calves, too, are as yeah. big as my thighs, probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well... I think there were some interesting points made both ways. 
I think if you look in hindsight, I probably agree with Kerry that uh, hindsight's twenty twenty and all that. But in hindsight, probably would have been a better idea to take a take an offensive lineman and just try and bolster that O line to try and give uh, Eli and eventually Danny Jones some more protection. Mm-hmm. And um, this was also a Giants team that was more built around the passing game than the run game, too. They're, I mean, they had OBJ in his prime, Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, that it wasn't really a running-based team, and they had the weapons in the passing game to be able to succeed offensively, even if they didn't take Saquon. Yeah, I, I, I don't know the exact stats for the New York Giants season in terms of what they did offensively. They sucked. That's what they did. <laughs> But I mean, I think I think in fantasy I had Wayne Gallman that year, and he wasn't awful. I mean, he was just like a serviceable number two guy. Mm-hmm. Um, which I mean, if you if you if you protect the quarterback and you give him time, and you have a serviceable number two as your starter, then I don't know. I think in hindsight, I th- I probably would have added an offensive lineman like Quentin Nelson or someone like that. But obviously, as a unfortunately in the NFL, it's also a business. It's not only a uh, it's, it's not only about winning games. It's about selling jerseys and doing all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you got to kind of look at it in that sense as well. Where you know you may not you may want to win games, but also who's going to sell the most jerseys? Who's going to create the most hype for a franchise? And I think Saquon Barkley probably did that for them a lot. Especially after the emergence of young OBJ. Like, he gave the offense a lot of hope. And then they had another guy who was a huge talent that they could pair with OBJ in that offense. And then imagine having a guy who was regarded as a top 10 receiver, a young receiver, and then bringing in a guy that had potential to be a a top running back. It was, it just, it seemed like the right pick at the time for me. Would you, would you say he was the most talented? player in that draft coming out of college Zach at on draft probably day. skill player yeah 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 I, I think it'd be hard to argue that there was a better skill player in that draft yeah, I mean he was the he was the sexy pick yeah Absolutely. I mean nobody 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 likes taking an alignment yeah first overall I mean that and that's one of the issues again like I'm talking about with NFL being a business you're not going to sell many Quentin Nelson jerseys. <laughs> I'm sorry. Guy's a great O-lineman, but you're just not going to sell many Quentin Nelson jerseys. Uh, speaking of Kansas City, or speaking of New York Giants in 2017, though, they actually knocked off Kansas City in uh, in week 11 of, la- of that year. <laughs> Who was led by, that was when Alex Smith was a starter and Kareem Hunt was still on the team. Uh, before he decided to uh... change positions and become a kicker. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but, uh, yeah, that was, uh, that that was, that's an interesting little tidbit of information from that season. But yeah, I think Mm. it's, um, I think if you look in hindsight, I, I, again, if in hindsight, I'd probably agree with Kerry that, you know, probably would have been better to take an O lineman 
or or someone to help out that defense. But even with that defense, the defense wasn't awful that year. I'm looking through some of the games. Um, they beat Washington, or they lost to Washington ten to twenty. They lost to the Raiders seventeen to twenty four. They allowed thirty to the Cowboys after a twenty point fourth quarter, where they were tied heading into it. Uh, I mean, they're not getting beat by you know big offensive performances. This is obviously when Landon Collins was on the team, they had a pretty decent defense, but uh, you know probably bolstering that O line to help out Eli and help out that running back core who, again, was a bunch of guys that kind of, I would put around mediocre in terms of their ability to play. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's, I I think in in hindsight, I'm probably taking an O-lineman. But at the time, in terms of football being a business and what the sexy pick was at the time, I I think Saquon wasn't wasn't the worst choice in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. And, so how uh, did you guys do fantasy this week? So um, I was actually going to bring that up. Speaking of Saquon, I uh, I have him in our beerly league, and I don't have a running back on the bench that is not on the IR. So <laughs> I actually put a waiver in for a running back, um, dropping the Browns defense. But uh, yeah, coming off a another loss, um, sadly, uh, my team. I just I really don't want to talk about it that much. Sam Darnold six points, Saquon less than one. I lost by sixty, but um, really not putting on for the Beerly name this last week. Uh, Terrell, <laughs> you matter. Who I think has now won three straight games. He's in sixth place. Really beat up on me, but uh, but yeah, this week I am I'm looking at a matchup with Eli Brassa, Daniel four and one. He's got Jalen Hurts. Fournette, Chubb, Devontae Adams, CeeDee Lamb, Tyler Conklin, Amari Cooper, Tyler Bass, and the Vikings defense. And I am just going to go ahead and say that I might be 1-5. Very embarrassing for Bucks by 50. But, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting. It was a fun week last week. Gosh, what week. are you guys <laughs> doing? I'm looking at the records right now. And what are you guys doing? I'm just like so concerned. There's a real raw talent. He really might go undefeated. 186 points last week, and Kyler only gave him 13 and a half. His team's dirty. Speaking of raw talent, speaking of raw talent, guess who I'm playing this week? (laughs) Are you? Yeah, I'm playing raw talent this week. He's projected to win currently. I'm waiting for a whatchamacallit to go through. Uh, waiver oh, wire request to go through because I have Kyle Pitts who has on a bye this week. Atlanta's on bye. His coming out party last week. Yes, he did. You were right uh, on last week's podcast that he was going to have a coming out party. So, yeah, I had I had him. He he did well for me last week. Uh, let me just go back to that game. It was an absolute not great performance for me. But the team I was playing played worse. So I was going up against the Redbirds two three four. I only put up 104 points. Uh, Derek Carr did not play well against Chicago like I expected him to, and Marvin Jones didn't really do much either. Everywhere else on my team was solid. Corderell Patterson and Mike Davis both played well. I got 18.4 from Corderell. 
And Mike Davis put up, put up 12. Tyree Kill only got 14. But Kyle Pitts, 26.9 points. Uh, it was quite a coming out party. Uh, Tyler Boyd, 6.4. Graham Gano, 12. And Las Vegas didn't perform well against Chicago. Only three points from them. But the real thing that hurt me was Derek Carr only pulling up nine or seven points. Um, so I'm expecting a little bit better performance from my team this week. You know, uh, I'm, I got a lot of uh, – I got a couple Washington guys starting for me going up against the worst defense in the NFL. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. So Taylor Heineke at quarterback, J.D. McKissick at running back. Then I have Aaron Jones against that Chicago defense. Marvin Jones against the Miami team that's not great. Um, I, I picked Jacksonville to lose, but I think Marvin Jones will do fine. Casey going up against that Washington or Tyree Kill going up against the Washington defense, I think is a pretty good lock for a good good number of points. Um, then I have Robert Woods, Graham Gano, and and the Cowboys defense going up against New England. So I'm feeling pretty good about this week. Um, Tyrod Taylor still says he's on IR for me, but you know. The sooner I can activate him, the better. You know, I just want Tyrod back in the NFL. Kerry, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are you doing this week? I'm sucking once again. Yeah, last <laughs> week did not go well. Super Camario <laughs> kind of just destroyed me. I think he had like three guys get like 100 points. He had Lamar got 42, Antonio Brown 31, Kamara 30, Hopkins at 20. My team just struggled. Captain Kirk did nothing against the Lions. I don't know how. Um, besides James Robinson and Cooper Cup and Alexander Madison, who had a great game, nobody else did anything. I thought Cameron Brait would catch a touchdown if the Bucks scored 45 points, but he only had 2.2 points, so that didn't work out. And the one week I decided to bench Miles Gaskin is the one week he goes off for 31 points. Especially PR. <laughs> he was catching a yeah, lot. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so it was a rough week for me. I'm taking on the Cowboy Hawks, 1-4 record. There's a lot of 1-4 of us in this league. I think there's six of us right now. Yeah, there's only two undefeated teams right now, and there's only going to be one after heavy. this week. So, Yeah, I got a lot of – my team's kind of a mess right now. I need McCaffrey to come back. I really have no depth whatsoever. So it's not going great here for we live in a society, but <laughs> – I don't know. Maybe I, I want listen as much as I want the beerly boss to go five and zero. It's going to be a tough week this week, I think. Mm. Raw talents team is so good. Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, Antonio Gibson, who's playing the KC defense. DJ Moore, Jamar Chase, Mark he Andrews. Top 10 players yeah, I yeah. know Matt Prater, and then the Bills defense. Which I think I think the Bills defense against Tennessee might be a little bit of a liability in prime time, but I mean that's not gonna be enough to drag his team down. I mean if you look at the rest of his team, it's pretty good. <laughs> he does start well given that he doesn't have a lot of depth at running back especially. Yeah, I'm uh, so, so if you look at his running backs you got David Johnson. That's and it. That's it. <laughs> We so both they, have two players on IR. He's got Jerry Judy and Rashad Bateman, and I have Tyrod Taylor and Jarvis Landry. So, yeah, he he got a good draft. Yeah, he, he did do out. very well in the draft. If uh, I, if Corderell was playing this week, I'd feel pretty good about my chances. But starting JD McKissick, although the thing that the thing that gives me a little bit of hope is that 
I think this is going to be a high-scoring game, so they're going to have the Washington will have to pass the ball a whole lot. But uh, so Janie McKissick's going to see more time instead of Antonio Gibson. That kind of gives me hope. But other than that, it's going to be a tough week. And I'm basically praying uh, Tyreek plays. <laughs> so, what does it say on him? Is he? Yeah, no, okay, it's not expected to miss time. Okay, cool. Dope. But, uh, yeah, that's what uh, the, the Beerly Fantasy League's doing right now. Raw Talent, uh, currently in first place, followed by the Beerly Boss, a.k.a. me, uh, in second. So, it should be interesting to watch. Um, you guys got to turn it around. You guys are starting out a little bit rough. We've got... Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six teams at one and four. <laughs> and then uh and then two teams at five and oh, two teams at four and one, two teams at three and two. So I mean like here's the thing that's positive, guys. I'm gonna give you some hope. Okay. Somebody you- has to these games when the one in at some point someone's gonna have to win a game uh trevor you've outscored two people in the league in terms of total fantasy points this year carrie is doing a little bit better (laughs) he's outscored three teams in the league (laughs) wahoo no four teams i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't give you enough credit okay so, you know, you just guys got to turn it around. You know, Christian McCaffrey is going to be coming back soon. I only, Zach, I only have two points less than you. Yeah, I know. But it's, hey, That's, dude, it's about matchups. It's about matchups. It's not about total points. It's about it's matchups. Real. All right. And, you know, I'm getting W's when I need W's and uh, not taking any L's. So. But uh, yeah, so I'm doing my best to try and cover up that uh, that tight end spot, and uh, hopefully get someone okay heading into next week. So that is all we have for tonight's podcast. Thank you all for listening. Do you guys have anything you want to add before we sign off? Beerly Sports on Twitter, just like every every week. What we about also Inst- launched Beerly uh, Beerly Hoops. We got at Beerly Hoops on uh, on Twitter. So if you want to talk some basketball, talk some hoops with us, we would love to do that. NBA season starting up soon. It's definitely going to be a great one this year. A lot of competitive teams. We are on TikTok. No videos up, but at Beerly Sports on TikTok, we're there. Also, a shout out to our, uh, we actually have an intern now. We have our very first intern, Luna, at NBA Trend on Twitter. So shout out to him. All right. Uh, what about Instagram? Yeah, we're on Instagram, but, you know, that's more at Carrie's forte. I was going to let him say <laughs> something about that. Follow on Insta at Beerly Sports. Uh, obviously, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, etc. Uh, you can also follow me personally on TikTok at SportsGuyZach. And, uh,. Without further ado, that's all we have for the show. Again, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week.